hello and welcome to the Soccer Sofas podcast, where we're united by football, divided by opinion. On this week's show, what's gone wrong for Pep and Manchester City and the Magpies are bound for the Premier League? Will they finally give their fans something to cheer? Okay, so hello and welcome to the newest episode of The Soccer Sofa. Uh, I'm joined today by Jack Cox. How are you doing, Elliot? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. Um, and we're going to kick off the show by talking all things uh, Pep Guardiola and Manchester City. Uh, they obviously lost 2-1 against Arsenal in the FA Cup semi-final at the weekend. Uh, and Jack, they've, um, st- they've, well, they've kind of struggled this season a little bit, haven't they? Um, obviously, Guardiola's come in and everyone expected him to do well right from the off I mean he won he won three uh, league titles in his first three seasons at Barcelona and at Bayern Munich and he's he's struggled to adapt to the English to the English way immediately hasn't he yeah well I mean when he when he first came in there was obviously a lot of expectation and and don't forget City started the season really well Um, Mm. you know they went they went 10 games in a row uh, 10 wins in a row to start with Um, you know they scored 32 goals in those 10 games which is you know, it's impressive. It's what you'd expect from from a Guardiola team, isn't mm. it? Um, and they, you know, their winning streak ended when they drew three three to Celtic uh, in Champions League. Um, Great game. Yeah, and I mean, they only went on to win one of their six games the following month, and you know that's when when heads started to turn, um, and, and we started seeing some some flaws in that mm. city in that city side. Yeah, I think maybe people started to get a little bit carried away at the start of the season, didn't they? Um yeah. but I th- I think one of the one of the main things that has gone wrong for them this season is without a doubt the defense. Uh the company's been out all season. Um well, it's obviously just come back and they've started to look a little bit more solid yeah. at the back, haven't they? Obviously kept a clean sheet against Southampton. Uh, but John Stones, he's still young. He still needs a, he's still got so much to learn and Otamendi I don't know. He's just he's just a classic South American mm. centre back, isn't he? He's just yeah. he's got no. It doesn't seem like he's got any defensive discipline. Uh, Kolarov has filled in there sometimes. He's obviously a brilliant passer of the ball, but it, like defensively, he's got found out a little bit. He's not a starting centre back. No, 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 no. And then the fullbacks are obviously getting on a little bit. Um, do you think there's is is there any other aspects of that team you think need to be improved, or do you think defence is mainly? No, I, I think. Going forward, they're not bad. I mean, they've got one of the scariest front four mm. in England. Um, <laughs> you know, and they've got good depth up uh, up front as well. But it is the defence, isn't it? And it's 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 not something that Pep specialises in. But we mm. all knew coming to England, he's going to face new challenges. Uh, there's going to be new tests for him, and um, that's something they really, really need to fix if they're going to start competing. Yeah, as th- we expected next season. I think well the. So, so Guardiola's teams, how they play is they just they press from the front and they're they're really good at that, aren't they? And he's having Aguero up front. He's not that good at that. I think that's why he's put Jesus in a little bit earlier yeah. on in the season because Jesus looks like he can he can press from the front, defend from the front, which is exactly what the Barcelona and Bayern Munich did when Guardiola Guardiola was in charge there. Um, but an, another question I think that you've got to say is was a really poor decision at the start of the season. Um, getting rid of Joe Hart and bringing in Claudio Bravo 
Um, Bravo, obviously, there was that stat going around earlier on in the season, wasn't there, where yeah. he conceded six uh, in in six shots. Um, and Joe Hart, he's, he's gone to Torino. He's, he's, I read the other day that he is a bit of a fan's favourite there now because he's learned, he's learned a bit of Italian. He's learned a little bit about the history him, yeah. of the club. But he has, he has made mistakes this season. He made another mistake this weekend. And they're saying that it is possibly down to the speculation around um, him being transferred to another Premier League team, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I do agree that Joe Hart maybe isn't that quite that highest, highest quality level, but he's got to be better than Bravo, surely. Yeah, no, Joe Hart, I think, he's, he, he's quite an overrated keeper and has been for a few years, I think. Um, he's not at the, at the level of, you know, De Gea, uh, Hugo Lloris, um, but he's still a good keeper. And I think it was a big... It was a big mistake to get rid of him, especially in the way he did as well. You know, he was a fan's favourite at City, don't forget. Mm. So the fans weren't happy with the decision either. And then uh, I think for that decision to, you know, win over the City fans, Bravo had to come in and be excellent. Yeah. He's been far from. No. Um, yeah, you know, that's, some, that's something they really need to, 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 uh, to change over the mm-hmm. summer. I think also with a keeper, I think there's a lot more to being a keeper than just saving shots. I think you've got to be almost like a dictator in, in the defence. Obviously, you've got your centre-back, but you know, don't forget the keeper can see the whole of the pitch. Mm. You know, you're going to be listening to your keeper if he points you there or points you there. You know, and, you know Bravo's not... Mm. And Joe Hart, is, he's good at that, isn't he? Yeah, you he do is. see him that's commanding his, his box. Yeah, yeah, that's one of his strengths. Um, but yeah, so Bra- Bravo has struggled and Caballero's even had to fill in a little bit. 35-year-old... Um, it's like it just doesn't. He doesn't seem that up to it. You don't. I don't trust that he's going to keep no, a clean sheet each game. So I definitely think they need to sign a goalkeeper, and I'd also say they need to sign a, probably a centre back, a couple of fullbacks, and maybe a holding midfield player. I've got written down here the players that are out of contract at the end of the season: on, yeah. um, Zabaleta, Sanya, Navas, Torre, Caballero, and Clichy. So that's t- both the right backs and a left back. Um, that's the end of this season. That's the end it? of this season, yeah. yeah. And Torre will probably go, won't he? Um, I'd say they've probably done well to squeeze another year out of him. Um, Navas, again, I don't, I don't, I don't really rate him that highly. No. I don't, he, I Especially don't think at right back. As yeah, well as I don't right think back the last few I, for a winger, I don't think he scored in over a year now. That's not great, is it? He's just an, Navas is another example. He's just an outlet player. He he was bought because he had a bit of pace, but he's never mm. re- he's never really worked in England, and I think he'll be off in the summer for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, left back and right back and a centre back. Is there anyone off off the t- off the top of your head that you maybe think they could they I could think, sign? I know you said Van Dijk earlier. Yeah, no, I think it's important that they. I think they need to either sign in terms of a centre back, a world class centre back, like really break the bank for a top class centre back, or get someone that's proven in England. Um, as you said, uh, we mentioned Van Dijk off air, who I think is a great centre back. Uh, you know, once he comes back from injury, um, I'm sure I have a great season. Um, but yeah, they do need a full back, if not one on both sides. Mm. Um, I think another raid of Arsenal could be good. I think <laughs> Bellerin. Uh, oh. I I know I know you're not his biggest fan, but I I rate Bellerin quite highly. I think. Um, He'd be great, especially in a Guardiola team. Mm. I think he's a Guardiola kind of player, and uh, I think that'd be a great signing for them. I just think he gets found out defensively too often. Yes, he's quick, but if he didn't have that pace, I just think positionally he's not he's he's not good enough. And whatever he's got in his head now, I do not know what that is. He, remind, um, he reminded me of the uh, the boxer in Million Dollar Baby when he came oh, on, yeah. <laughs> when he came on the other day. It was just shocking, isn't it? Yeah, oh god, it's shocking. awful. 
awful um but yeah um just just going back to company then i think if they can get him fit again that would almost be like a new signing yeah massively um, like and sign. he he i just i think he would help stone so much and he'd either he'd even probably put otamendi at ease a little bit yeah otamendi's obviously had a little bit of experience now in the premier league he should be kind of adapted now and I just think com- having company next to him would just do wonders for their, their whole defence, not think, just the centre-back partner. I think, yeah, City were very unlucky to have company out for, you know, pretty much all of the season. Um, but I think the person that felt... The person who would have missed company the most would have been John Stones. I mean, when when he signed for City, um, we, we, were all, we were all talking about it being like a really good signing. And it, at, at the time, it seemed to be... Um, you know, Stones was a promising centre back. Had done well at Everton and under under Company. Um, you know, we all expected him to do well. And mm. I think, I think if Company was in that team for the whole season, uh, City would have obviously conceded a lot less goals. But I think John Stones would have developed a lot more as a player than what he has done. Mm. A lot more. Um, they're obviously still very much in with a shout of getting top four and I think that is the absolute minimum isn't it for Guardiola otherwise it would be a a horrific first season Um, and the the front line Sterling Aguero and Sane and Jesus when he comes back and and plays there I do think that they've got so much potential those three going forward Um, they're currently fourth in the league behind Liverpool who are third two points behind Liverpool where they have got two games in hand um, Man United 63 points one point below them and then uh, Arsenal 7th in uh, with 57 with, with a game in hand over them but I think Arsenal nearly um, they need to win every game now but uh, Man City's games they've got left United at home obviously tomorrow um, Middlesbrough away Palace at home Leicester and West Brom at home and then Watford away so those were, those final yeah. five fixtures are really favourable, and I, yeah, I, I, I can see them winning all of that, all of those, especially including, with company, including but. the United game. Um, yeah, I think they'll win that. Yeah, yeah, I think they'll win that. Fair. No, yeah. I think the problem with going back to to Pep and you know when he first signed, I think one of the biggest problems was, uh, I know we've, I think we might have even said it on here before, but the the mentality of the club um, at the at the start of the season, everyone was talking about. It's going to be Pep versus Mourinho, and then you know no one gave another another team a look in. Mm. Um, you know Pep was supposed to be you know like the Messiah coming yeah. in and and you know throwing City to yeah. realistically where the owners expect them to be, and mm. he hasn't done. Yeah, it's he turned out done. that it's Pep for, it is Pep versus Mourinho, but it's for fourth yeah, place, it's the top four, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, so next season, just going on to next season, what what do you think they need to do for 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 it to be successful? Obviously, he won't get I don't he won't get sacked. Whatever happens, no, but no. Um, if well, Man City fans will be expectant that he that he does something. What do you think that they he's need? A, they need a massive summer. They do need a massive summer. And I think he's got to he's got to bring players in to make this team his own. Because don't forget, a lot of the players that, that they've got at the moment, he's inherited from uh, Pellegrini City. I think he's got to make the team his own. Bring in some players that will will match his style of football. The you know the playing style that he likes. Um, I think that's that's the biggest thing. I mean, you don't always want to say, oh, the only way they can go forward is by buying and spending all the money they've got. But I think it it really is mm. because as you, as we've mentioned, it's an aging team. Um, you know they've got some players that they need to replace, and yeah, I think he's really got to make this team. His own this summer. He's got he's got to do it quick because if he goes another trophyless season, then you know it could be it. 
Yeah, and I think well, they'll get Torre, Zavaleta, Sanya off the wage, but they're probably all on pretty hefty wage, especially Torre. Yeah. Um, and that frees up for them for them to bring some more players and young players. Uh, I'm 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 looking forward for Gundogan to come back as well. I think he course, did look yeah. promising. Um, early That's on another in the example of them being unlucky through yeah, injuries. Yeah, and he's had well, he's had a difficult season with injury, hasn't he? So, um, yeah, Gundogan comes back and and get another centre mid in. I think. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think I think they can do well next season. Um, I I would expect them to challenge uh, for the title again. But you just like they could be challenging this season. But Chelsea just had a fantastic autumn yeah. time, didn't they? Where they were just winning and winning. They looked unbeatable, and that seems as if it's going to carry them over the line. Yeah. From that from that fantastic form in that period. Um, but yeah, so now it's time for the Sporting Away Day. And after so many years, once and for all for Sergio. So this week, courtesy of Sky Plane World Choice, uh, you have the chance to go to the 146th uh, Open Championship, the Golf Open Championship at Royal Birkdale in Southport, Lancashire, a beautiful part of the world there. Um, Sergio Garcia obviously won the Masters early, um, earlier on this month uh, and he'll be looking to add to his major repertoire after, um, after after not winning one for so long. He's done well to to finally get that green jacket, uh, but he'll be playing at, uh, at the Open along with uh, Lee Westwood, Luke Donald, Roy McIlroy, uh, Jordan Spieth, players like that. So uh, just... Ring up Skyplane World Choice on 01603 424 010 and they'll sort your hotel and your ticket and everything for you. So going to move on now to uh, Newcastle United who obviously gained promotion from the Championship to the Premier League uh, on Monday night when they beat Preston uh, 4-1. Um, and they joined Brighton in uh, in the team to guarantee automatic promotion. Uh, Rafa Benitez, obviously everyone thought he was going to leave when uh, when they did get relegated last season. They thought there's no way that he'll drop down to the Championship. He's a manager with fantastic pedigree, um, Champions League winner. Um, I can't remember if he won La Liga with Valencia, I think, before he went to Liverpool, didn't he? Um, no one thought he was going to go to that level, but Jack, he's had a he's had a brilliant season to turn them around, hasn't he? And and, and get them and get them fighting on all cylinders again. He has, and I mean, I'm not Rafa's biggest fan, uh, but hats off to him for sticking with Newcastle. You know, you got to respect that decision um, for sticking with them when uh, they did end up going down. But um, yeah, the Rafa effect has been massive. Um, few clubs begin a season you know after being relegated with such optimism it almost seemed like okay now they're down it's time to rebuild it's time to you know they've got a great manager in let's spend big on some players mm. and it was also you know it was almost like a fresh start it was like a glimmer of hope in Newcastle when they needed that I think I think they, they they're an example of a team that needed to go down to kind of pick themselves up again and you know and go again and I think next season will be a massive, massive season for them. Mm. And I, th- I personally, I think they'll do well. I, I do. Yeah, I would say, like in contrast to some other clubs that you say they need to go down, like for Sunderland, for example, this year, I, d- I can't see Sunderland bouncing straight back up because I don't think they have the finances. But Newcastle is such a big club with such a big backing, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's massive. I mean, you just got to look at the at the crowds that go every week. Mm. You know, what they get like fifty two thousand people in. Yeah, watch the tour, man. Uh, <laughs> you sound like our boss. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, they obviously had a had a big reshuffle this summer. Uh, got rid of players like Townsend, Colaccini, 
Cisse, Jan Matten obviously sold Wijnaldum and Sissoko for big money and that's, yeah. that enabled them to bring in players like uh, Dwight Gale, John Joe Shelby, Matt Ritchie, all um, players who probably could have had another shot at the Premier League but decided, no, I'll drop down, go to Newcastle, play in front of a fantastic crowd for a fantastic club and hopefully bounce back up and then I'll be part of that part of that team going forward into the Premier League. Uh, and and as I say, they had they have had a fantastic season all year. Um, Dwight Gale, I think he's, he's scored hatfuls of goal this, goals this year. But can you see all the players uh, staying uh, 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 on next season, or do you think they'll bring in other players to uh, to replace them? Maybe I think I think the majority will stay, and I think the majority will stay in the starting eleven as well. I mean, you look at them, and they, you know, they've they've almost got better squad than you know a few Premier League teams. Mm. Um, I think I think they'll be all right next season. I mean, yeah, you, you're going to have to buy a couple of players here and there, but I think that the the players have have shown this season that they deserve a shot at the Premier League. And don't forget, a lot of them have played in the Premier League before. It's not mm-hmm. new territory for them. You know, as you said, they bought the likes of Richie, um, Dwight Gale. Uh, I can't think of any more off the top of my head, but they brought they brought players in from the Premier League mm. who are going to be raring to go again, you know, in their second chance. I mean, someone like Dwight Gale, for example, he wasn't given um, he wasn't given the best of chances at Palace, and he was there for quite a while as well. So he's going to be wanting to really prove himself next season. Um, but I I do think yes, they need to to bring a couple of players in, but nothing too drastic. No, yeah, and like, obviously you brought in. Centre-backs from uh, from the Championship as well. Kieran Clark and Grant Hanley, they brought in at the start of this season and they've obviously done done pretty well um, this season to, 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 to get them promoted. Um, so if they do if they do go up next season, I, I just think it would be so unfair for them to for them to because they're saying that Newcastle have got plenty of money to spend and they will back Benitez. Obviously, they have to, otherwise he'd leave. Um, but I just think it would be so unfair on those players. Like they've gone, they've they've done so well this season to get them promoted, and if they're gonna say right, thanks very much for getting us promoted, but now you can sit on the bench. I just don't think that that won't that would not be good for I the for the I dressing room. Case, yeah, yeah, I hope it's not the case. But it, it, without a doubt, Mike Ashley is going to say, "Here you go, Benitez. There's some money. Get us to tenth in the Premier League," which they could do. Yeah, for sure. But these but these players who've worked hard in the Championship is a difficult league to get out of. They should, like, in my opinion, they should absolutely be backed. Um, a lot of the players are still young. Mitrovic is is still a young player. Pet Rich is still relatively young. Uh, Clark and Hanley are still relatively young. The keeper Darlow, I think. Mm. Newcastle fans have really, really taken yeah, to him this have, season. Yeah. I think he's played quite well. Um, I think, I think maybe sorry to interrupt. I think what they need is, I mean, we said they brought in a few Premier League players last season. That was a, that was a big statement for the Championship. It was a massive statement. And I think they need another big statement this summer as well to kind of show the Premier League. Look, we're here. We mean business. Uh, we're not going to settle for you know just missing out on the drop zone we want to compete mm. and I think they can compete especially around the mid-table area I think they can but I think they need a big statement sign-in um, I mean they've been linked with with a few centre mids but I think someone like for example if Swansea ends up going down I think a great signing for them would be Sigurdsson I know he's been linked with them in the papers recently but that would be a big statement and I think rather than buying four, five, six players like a lot of teams do when they end up uh, mm. getting promoted. I think one big sign in is what yeah. is what they need and it will it will bring a lot of excitement in the crowd as well. You know, you want to get the fans on board, you know, Newcastle fans, they deserve something. They really do. Yeah. Um so yeah, I think that's that's that would be a successful summer for them and it would and it would kind of 
build them up nicely going into the new season. Yeah, um, I still can't believe they got they sold Wijnaldum for twenty five million and then Sissoko for thirty. I mean, Sissoko, Sissoko has, he's a we, fraud. We might we could do a fraud. we wow. could do a, a flop of the season in one of our next couple of. Um, <laughs> Things and I think he'd probably be my pick. I mean, he has had a dreadful season, hasn't he? In a Spurs team that have been incredibly, incredibly successful. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he's been he's been rubbish. Um, just quickly, um, Brighton obviously have gone up as well. Who, who can you see doing? Who who can you see finishing higher out of out of these two clubs? I know Brighton have obviously you know they're above Newcastle in in the Championship, but I think Newcastle just because. They're a team that have been there before. A lot of the players have been in the league before. Um, the club will know what, what to do. They've got a great manager in Benitez. And I think, I really do think that this season is the start of something for Newcastle. And I think it's just going to go up and up from here. But of course, we all thought that the last time they came up from the Championship. Mm, yeah. and it, it didn't work out. So we really don't know. Yeah. What about yourself? Um, well, I think I think Newcastle will finish higher. Yeah, but I I just think Brighton Brighton may struggle a little bit. I don't, I think obviously, Glenn Murray has scored so many goals for them this season, but I don't think he's quite Premier League quality. There, they're going to need to bring someone in. Yeah. And you see, Middlesbrough did it this season with Negredo, and it hasn't worked for them at all. So it's going to be it's going to be difficult for them. But Chris Hutton is 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 a good manager. He is. Um, so I mean, I I hope the Brighton stay up. I think I, th- I think they could do it. Um, the thing with Newcastle, why I think they'll do well, is because the team this season have really showed that they can work under pressure. I mean, of course, we said you know they're, they're playing in front of crowds of fifty-two thousand, whatever, whatever. They've got a huge weight on their shoulders from from the fans. You know, it's a it's a one-club city, isn't it? So mm. um, they were massive, massive favourites to come straight back up. Um, and you know, there's another example of a team in the Championship that had the same pressure and didn't do so well in Villa yeah. and and don't well, get me wrong Newcastle have have had their slips this season they yeah. have but at the end of the day they've they've got automatic promotion they're mm. up so if they can deal with the pressure again next season I think it could be quite good yeah I think Villa were just in they were in such a poor, bad place last yeah, season they weren't were. they that they it was going it was always going to be difficult to bounce back uh, just quickly, the the, uh, the championship playoff race is of, uh, one of my favourite parts of the season. I think watching the championship playoffs. Um, who who uh, who can you see out, out, out of the current top uh, top six going up in the playoffs? I mean, you probably know the championship more than I do, but looking at form and looking at how the teams have been playing recently, I think Fulham have been doing mm. really well. They've been scoring for fun as well. Um, whether they can do it in in the playoffs, who knows? You can never predict that. But if I had to pick any team right now, I think it'd be Fulham. Yeah, I'd like to see Sheffield Wednesday go up. Actually, I yeah. think uh, they've obviously been in the been in the Prem before quite a few years ago. And Carlos Carvajal is is a good manager, and I think they got to the final of the playoffs last year and lost. So it'd be good to see them go up. Uh, they've obviously had another good season. Um, but yeah, I think just before we just before we finish the show, you've got the fantasy. Premier League transfer of the week, a uh, topic we, we're trying to do weekly on, on here on the soccer sofa. Yeah, um, it's a bit of a controversial choice. Um, I mean, we were, we were only talking earlier on in the show how poor City's defence have been, but <laughs> we were singing company's praises. Um, you know, they looked a new team against Southampton, keeping their first clean sheet in five. Um, and what was the different? What was the difference in that defence? Vincent mm. Company, you know, he had, a, he had a great game, obviously he got a goal as well. Um they're, apart from United tomorrow, their next game is Middlesbrough, who just aren't scoring. Um, so I think a clean sheet. They could. I think they could keep a clean sheet there. 
after Borough, they've got Palace, they've got Leicester, West Brom and Watford. That's that's not any major threat. As we said earlier, I think we can win all them game. They can win all those games, and um, you know I can see at least two or three clean sheets out of the next five. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, thanks very very much for uh, for listening in again. Uh, just final final goodbye to Jack Cox. Thanks for coming in. Cheers, Elliot. Enjoyed it today. Yeah, it's been good. Uh, so thanks very, very much for tuning in again, guys. Uh, just a quick reminder that you can go onto YouTube and see me and Jack uh, in the flesh um, recording the first segment of today's podcast. So click on there and like like and subscribe if you can. Um, and obviously you can access the podcast in all the same places on SoundCloud, on the website and on the iTunes uh, store. So thanks very, very much, guys. And we hope to have you with us again next week.